Welcome to Unlocking Moves, where we're going to cover the key decision points and pivotal moments that really change the trajectory of successful entrepreneurs and leaders. We want to share stories, not just the glory stories, but also the gory stories. Because as I like to say, the bigger the shit show, the bigger the mess. My guest today is James Dumoulin, and speaking of stories, this guy's got a million of them because that's what he does for a living. He asks strangers on the streets about their best career advice and counsel. So what is the craziest piece of advice you've received on your word on the street? Yeah, I'd say my crazy advice was actually recently. We were in Miami, and we were asking someone, you know, what's your best financial advice for the younger generation? You know, what, what do you wish someone told you when you were coming out of school? And his advice was actually buy a Lamborghini. <laughs> and and the thought process behind it was is that if you buy the Lamborghini, people are going to gravitate towards you. He's like, no one's going to respect you if you're showing up places in a Honda Civic. You know, when in reality, it's like a lot of people would make the argument that it's like, that's not economical at all, right? It's it's materialistic, like it's, you know, spending your money on liabilities versus assets. But so I would say that was something kind of like crazy because most people would not advise people, you know, especially the younger generation, to just go buy a Lamborghini. So that was that was really interesting. So as you as you see, my, my guest today is James Dumoulin, who's uh, built a, a nice social media empire, uh, asking people, strangers most times, on the street for their best career advice, for their best entrepreneurial tips, and really counsel. So uh, how the heck did you get into that? And I'd love to hear a lot of stories as you go. Um, so essentially, you know, grew up in the Washington, D.C. area. And uh, my brother and I had a good friend of ours, Josh Smith. We all were in the same Boy Scout troop together. All ended up becoming Eagle Scouts, but ultimately went our separate ways. Josh had gone to college and pursued a digital marketing agency and dropped out of school because he was either focused on school projects or client projects, and he wanted to focus on client projects. Uh, Jack was an analytics beast, won a Microsoft World Championship that they put on with Certiport, ended up getting tons of job offers at 17, 18 years old, ended up going to school in Austin, which is what brought him out here. And eventually I followed him out here where he was getting mentored by a major you know, owner of a company out here called Bucky's. And so through that was learning the ins and outs of business, negotiation, pricing, margins, all that. And through that was able to start his own business. And I followed him two years after, but prior to that, I had gotten really heavily into content creation. I started to see the value with the creator economy, just how much, not only the money that was going into it, but just the, the ability, right? Digital marketing was transforming. I mean, the it's... It's all about, you know, building a personal brand and, and content is key. Content is so, it's huge. And it's the best form of advertising, in my opinion, that's out there. And through that, by growing my own channel to about a million followers, we took that same skill sets and all of ours that we had and started a channel where we went all over the country, interviewing business owners, entrepreneurs, professionals to really help, you know, bring that value and perspective and mentorship to the younger generation out there because there's so much crap on social media that we're like, if we can find a way to kind of fill the market with some actual value, because think about it, the way the kids are learning these days, it's they're, they're, it's very, it's quick dopamine hits. Yep. It's their constant instant gratification. But so, it, you know, it's, it's that short form content. So we wanted to be able to way to, you know, provide value for people by really providing some great content. I love it, man. Thanks so much for joining me today. Absolutely. Really welcome to the show. If you're just joining us on Unlocking Moves, today's episode is brought to you as usual by Hire Better, the strategic talent partner for growth-minded entrepreneurs everywhere. So a couple of questions for you. School of Hard Knocks was not, uh, it was the, the next iteration of that that's, that's now become what what, uh, what you guys are doing now. You're talking to uh, entrepreneurs and leaders and successful people, at least how you identify people yes. on the street if they're, if they're successful. You're asking them a couple of key questions. We'll maybe get into that in a second. But how did you uh, decide to go after the, um, you go ask random strangers on the street, people that you assume to be successful. You yeah. ask them some, some tips. Give me a couple of the key questions that, that you ask. 
Yeah, so a lot of the questions we like to ask people is we want people to go back in time. We want people to feel the nostalgia. So we, we ask a lot of people, you know, if you were to go back in time, have a conversation with your 20-year-old self. You know, when you're starting from zero, coming out of high school or college, what's the best advice that you would tell your younger self? Great you question. Know, it's great because you get so much uh, just different perspective from people that really, it, I love that question because it's like you could be talking to someone who may be you know, 40, 50, 60, 70, 80 years old, and it's like it, it brings them back. And it's like if there's one thing that you wish you would have known when you were coming out of school, like what would that be? Other questions we may ask people, it really depends on the industry. If they're successful in real estate, we may ask them their, what's their secret to sales? You know, if you have a client or a customer that's on the fence, they're a no. How do you turn a no into a yes? Um, so a lot of it is very, you know, depending on like the industry that they're in. But we like to ask a wide variety of different questions. I can see why it's so successful because people want to hear from other people who have been there and done that. Absolutely. And you're able to get right inside their, their mind to yeah. see what they would do if, if, if they're watching their age. That's great. So let me ask you, uh, have you been able to monetize School of Hard Knocks? We absolutely have. Yes. Yeah, we, we've been able to monetize. Um, that's really the great thing about the creator economy is that with all these different social media platforms, they're competing against each other. So the way that they incentivize creators to create content on their platforms is that they uh, offer like ad revenue programs to where you post content and get paid for it. The bigger we've gotten, the the better you know brands that have reached out to us to promote either the products or services, so known as kind of like brand deals. Um, so we've done that as well. And then we also started a short form agency because in the last three years, we've generated over about 700 million views across a couple of different accounts on social media um, and tried to help other people primarily uh, you know different big entrepreneurs and, and brands kind of scale and grow their social media following so is this where I, I insert higher better ad here so I can get uh, all your viewers yeah there you go <laughs> hey so I want to ask you a very invasive question that you ask all your folks which I cringe every time I hear it what's the most you've made in a year yeah so uh, this last year we did like multi six figures so I did right over like like a hundred thousand nice year. that's awesome this kid's in college guys college he hadn't even graduated yet that's awesome so I like to consider myself the listeners advocate and if I'm watching I've got James Dumoulin there, it is. there you go, James Dumoulin. I got James Dumoulin on the show. What do I want to hear from him? I want to hear the three best tips that you've ever heard uh, as you're asking these, these folks on the street. Absolutely. I can give you, so my number one right off the bat, it's take the risk or lose the chance. And, and I'm, I'm a big advocate of this. And it's something that you hear all the time, people that they say that they wish they would have gone all in when they were younger, that they would have taken that chance and invested in themselves when they were young, before they had all those obligations, responsibilities, they have the family, before they were in the comfort of receiving that, you know, paycheck, protect the paycheck, and then you have the family. And it's it's way harder to, you know, escape that, right? Because you, you get comfortable. Yeah. So take the risk or lose the chance. I love that because, you know, something that my brother and I talk a lot about, it's, it's the third door policy. You're going into, let's say, like an important nightclub, and there's someone there that you have to meet front bouncers not letting you in backdoor guys security guard it's like not letting it happen you have to find you have to make the the third the third way in you have to find that way in to go talk to that guy to go make that connection and that's that's what we've done a lot you know like that's how we interviewed mark cuban you know like we, we had the conscious effort to go up to him but like we, we took that chance a lot of people would have been like no it's not worth it but it's like you just you never really know unless you try the second thing i would say that um people can take you places that money can i'm a big believer that uh, relationships are the absolute most important thing in the world i mean they're really time class in the sense that you may have something that you think is the biggest problem for your business, but you could go to someone who maybe they're a couple steps ahead of you, or maybe they are a seven or eight, nine figure entrepreneur. That huge problem to you is something that they can show you that it's really not that big and that all it takes is a couple adjustments here and there. So I'm a big advocate of like using those relationships, but providing value for those people, because we talk about this a lot as far as like networking goes. Yeah. 
the secret to networking is you have to find a way to provide a, a value for people that, you know, you want to continue to network with. Otherwise, you're not going to stay in those circles for very long. And the third one, honestly, is I would say put God first in your life and, and watch, you know, how much better your life gets. I think that it instills the humbleness in you and just everything in, in, in peace and everything. So I, I would say uh, putting God first in your life, uh, relationships uh, before everything. So. I love it. You're speaking to the choir on all three of those. So first of all, take risks, which mm-hmm. is a lot of what this show is about, helping people uncover their unlocking move. Yeah. Number two was uh, with relationships matter. I'm a connector by trade. And so yeah. it's all about who you know. And obviously you have to have something about what you know, but it's really about who you know. Yeah. And the third thing is having a, a faith and a spiritual uh, a being is, is really a key to life. Right. I Absolutely. love it. Let's go. Power. So I'm going to ask you a slightly different question. And that is, what is one or two of the craziest interviews you've ever had where someone went batshit crazy or something was uh, just really fascinating? Tell me some, some a good story. Yeah, I'll tell you a funny one. So we mentioned earlier that you had saw where we went all around uh, some nice neighborhoods in Austin, right, where we were uh, interviewing, you know, successful people that lived in mansions out in Westlake. Let, let's reframe it. It's somebody, they went freaking door to door, cold, you know, knocking on yeah. doors in, in uh, high-end neighborhoods in Austin. So yeah, that's, we uh, went probably to one or 200 houses and maybe had about 5% of the people that actually uh, ended up doing the interview. We had some people that were like, you guys are out of your minds. I'm not even kidding you. They'd open the door. We told them what we were doing. They're like, you guys have lost it. You guys are crazy. <laughs> and so, but I will say it was honestly one of my favorite videos I've ever filmed. And we got some incredible feedback on a lot of the short film and longer form content that we did. I'll tell you one story that I thought was amazing from that video. So we interviewed uh, a guy. Um, I don't know if you saw there was a guy in a rope. Uh, I, did, I haven't seen that one yet. Okay. So he answered the door. He was in a Versace rope. And we ended up doing a 15-minute interview with this guy. Come to learn. He owned a company called Capstar Broadcasting, which he owned like 350 uh, radio stations. And he ended up exiting and made... 15. So Robert Hicks, you talk... You know, Stephen Hicks. Stephen Hicks. Stephen Hicks. Yeah, yeah. Did I don't know him well. I know his son well. Did you see the, uh, the, the interview we did? Right? Uh, no, but I'm going to for oh, sure. Oh, wow. He did his first time. Yeah. So, so Stephen Hicks, uh, he did the interview with us. It was it was a long interview. And it, he ended up going really viral on Instagram and Facebook and all the <laughs> platforms. And he was, he was in a rope. And... Um, Gave good advice. His brother actually he owns, I guess, the Tomex, uh, he yeah. owns he owned the the Rangers and the Stars at one point. Yeah, so yeah. very successful family. He'd mentioned to us that he was one of Kendra Scott's outside investors. But it was funny because uh when we were doing the interview, I guess his wife was kind of like on the intercom and she was just like 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 honey, like what are you doing? Because like, like, he, he was in the room. <laughs> I'm so giving an interview, so he, some yeah, cold he, 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 he gave some great advice though. And one of the, one thing that I, I think that he talked about was that um I asked him in particular, you know, someone who sold a company for for millions of dollars, you've built businesses you've surrounded yourself with great people like what's the number one thing that you look for uh when you're going into business with someone like when you're bringing a business partner on what's the number one trait you look for in people and he said that he looks for someone that's actually had some failure in the sense that it's like you learn more about the character of a person once they've fallen yeah. on their face and gotten back up especially as it pertains to business and so uh, that was a very interesting perspective and, and he gave a, a great interview um you know other crazier times you know uh, a lot of people think that or people will ask like, hey, like, are these interviews like set up? Because you'll notice like, we'll just walk up to people. You know, some of the times we'll have people reach out to us prior to, we'll reach out to some people and, and, you know, set interviews up. A lot of the time we will just walk up to people. And we've had some people that literally just be like, man, you got to get that fuck so it's it's kind of funny because a lot of people some people are receptive other people really are like terrified of technology and they just don't want to be on video which i completely understand i get it um but in reality when a lot of people get the chance to talk to us and, and know like what we're really trying to do a lot, everybody's like very like receptive and, and is always you know willing to uh to, you know do an interview so it's really cool that's awesome the other question i'm asking as an old guy who's uh been around the block a little bit do you guys get them to sign waivers that you can put them on on the show or anything like that? No, no, not 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 at the moment. We uh, you know, we let people know in advance or like that you know prior to you know 
you know, finish an interview with them or whatever, yeah. we'll let them know that, hey, like we've got a channel with about 1.5 million followers. And so there have been times where we actually received uh, cease and assist letters. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, and we and there's been times where we've got people who reach out to us and be like, hey, man, you know, I, uh, please don't put that up. Yeah, well, it's funny. Uh, I'll give you another story. We, we interviewed a guy who was in, in healthcare. Uh, he was a emergency room doctor. And I asked him a question. I think it was like, you know, how, how in your opinion, has like COVID affected, you know, the, the longevity of like the pharmaceutical and like the healthcare industry? And, and he gave a, you know, honest answer, what a lot of people would agree with, but it's also what a lot of people would cancel someone for right. or look to. And so he said, you guys got to take that down or we're going to court, you know, yeah, so because yeah. the video ended up doing well, you know, so yeah. you got to be, you know, very careful. Well, I appreciate that you took it down, sounds like, yeah. right? Yeah. So yeah. one of the things I, t I told you when you walked in is I, uh, when I heard, first heard about you guys, I thought you guys were pranksters or punksters, you're going to mm -hmm. punk people, but you guys are actually getting great interviews and great advice. Yeah. So if you're a young aspiring entrepreneur, go check out their, their channels uh, at, at School of Hard Knocks. All right, so uh, most of my audience is a little older, and uh, I wrote a book for, uh, for entrepreneurs who are, are past this uh, scrappy startup phase and looking to scale their businesses. It's called Who's Your Mic? And uh, every chapter is a different archetype or character that you're going to meet on your entrepreneurial journey. By the way, I tell people it's the book for, uh, for a business book for people who hate business books. Yeah. The subtitle is A No Bullshit Guide to the People You'll Meet on Your Entrepreneurial Journey. So if you're thinking, you know, crazy, wacko business book, it's a little bit different. So uh, each chapter is an archetype. So I've got a couple that I want to relate to you. And I want to ask you which ones might resonate more with your audience. Mm -hmm. So the first one is called uh, Harry the Hustler. So Harry is your best sales guy, and he's you, you're getting some great sales advice out there. So you run into people who have been Harry the Hustler, greatest sales guy on your team. You're looking to scale. You need to build out your sales team. So you need to bring in a sales leader, sales manager. So you ask around, and, and Harry says, hey, I want the job. I, I'm ready to be promoted. I'm ready to be the guy. So you make that move. And so Harry is not a manager, not a leader, not good at holding people accountable, not good at systems and processes and all the stuff you need to be a successful sales leader. So now you've got a crappy manager and you've just lost your best salesperson. So that's one chapter. The other one is uh, it's called Side Hustle Sam. When you're a young, scrappy entrepreneurial company, you need employees who are young, scrappy and entrepreneurial. But at some point, that's uh, they're going to probably create their own side hustle. It sounds like you might have, James. And so, or Jack and and uh, Jack's here in the audience with us today, so that's why I'm looking over at Jack. Um, so um, so you want to do, do you you want to encourage that side hustle? You want to give uh, them some some help? Uh, if you tell them no, hell no, they're going to leave and, and leave your company. So what do you do with side hustle, Sam? So those are two characters. Any of those resonate with your audience? You think? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, I, I think I, both of them, in a sense. Yeah, Harry the hustler was the first one. Yeah. I, I think that yeah. Our audience, a lot of the time, they're, they're very hungry. What's very interesting about our audience in particular is that when we originally set out for, uh, the School of Hard Knocks, we really wanted to target the younger kids, kids high school and college, right? Like I mentioned to you earlier, we wanted to help kind of, you know, transform the way financial literacy is taught in school and really you know, be able to provide value through the short form content. But what we realized is, is that our audience is a lot older. Our audience is actually pertains to people who are kind of in that they're maybe late 20s, maybe they're in their first, second, or third job, and they realize that, man, this is not it. Mm. I, I can't do this. But a lot of these people do have the desire and the hustle to achieve, you know, the higher status and, and, and really, you know, go on for themselves, but they don't know really, you know, where to start. They don't understand the systems or the operations. And so that's why a lot of our people have kind of gravitated towards our channel to really be able to find that uh, value and learn so that way they can take the leap. Dude, if we can inspire the next generation of entrepreneurs, we have done our job. That's absolutely, that's awesome. Okay. The show is called Unlocking Moves, where we try to find those key pivotal moments or decision points that really change the trajectory of your career. You're only 21 years old, so we have a, a shorter career, but you've made some amazing moves already. What do you think your unlocking move has been so far? Moving to Austin, Texas. 
Absolutely. I, I'm a big advocate to people. You have got to get out of your hometown, especially like you. I mean, I'm a big advocate, right? You have to surround yourself with the right people. You know, you hang around five millionaires. There's a good chance you're going to be the six. You hang around five people driving Ferraris. There's a good chance you're going to be the sixth one getting that Ferrari. You hang around five bums. You're going to be the sixth bum. Mm-hmm. And so when you, you know, get out of your comfort zone and, and you get to a city where it just moves fast. That's what I've noticed about Austin. It moves fast. I went to Miami. It moves even faster. Mm-hmm. When you, when you, when you get there, you start to see people around you moving. It, it's inspiring right it, it gets you wanting to like work even harder think about living in, in dc in that area is that it was very structured everybody's epitome of success was that six-figure contracting job nobody was striving to to do their own thing to run their own business to to, to invest in themselves and, and go all in and and if if you weren't that way right if you didn't want to go the government route or the corporate route people were almost kind of like were either envious or they looked down upon it or, or mm. would be more of like a yeah that that's cool man you know good luck with that it, it wasn't it wasn't anything like you know they weren't showing any love or like support for it and so when you are constantly surrounded by those people in that that mindset right it's it's draining on you it's draining on your energy it's draining on everything and so by moving out to austin and you're surrounded by people who are very collaborative very willing to provide value for for you in a lot of different ways it just it, it really changed the game for us and it, you completely you start to see how your mindset shifts and, and it just opened up so many doors for us was you know leaving your hometown and i'm a big advocate like unless you are in a, a prospering city or maybe you want to do manufacturing or maybe you want to do something else, but like get to the area where that's prominent, where like you can actually succeed and surround yourself with the right people. And so moving to Austin was a hundred percent the best thing that ever happened to me. Dude, kudos to you for making the move. So many people out there uh, say, I want to go to Austin someday. I want to go make this move someday. I want to do it someday. Yeah. They never do. So, so congrats on making that move. Right. The other thing you've inspired me to do is find nine, five new freaking friends because all my friends are bumps. Yeah. I got to go find some better friends. Yeah. <laughs> I'm curious. You are still a student at UT. You, uh, I don't know if you have good grades or not. We never talked about yeah. that. But uh, you have this very successful business. How the hell do you balance? So that's a great question. Um, you know, I, I've, I'm a big, if, if I were to go back in time, I don't know if I would have gone to school. However, I had a pretty uh, sweet opportunity to come out to UT. Uh, my dad was in the military, had a very successful career, and I had some of his benefits, which granted me a good opportunity to kind of go where I wanted to go to school. And so as far as the balance goes, you know, I, I put school on the back burner in the sense that it's like I've done what I needed to do to manage um, and I've also taken the advantage by taking like online asynchronous classes so that we like if I have to travel somewhere for a um, you know a meeting or, or if we have to go somewhere for a mastermind or an event or to go film content, it's like I've got all my classes like asynchronous and remote. So that way, like I can put my my emphasis and focus really into more of like the business side of things like for the school of hard knocks. Nice. So I want to ask you a, a bit of advice that's going to help my uh, my audience a little mm-hmm. bit. So what is one piece of advice that you would give to uh, a parent of a high school student or college student uh, in today's day and age? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, my best advice to parents is to really allow your kid to kind of explore what they want to do. And what I mean by that is a lot of uh, a lot of kids these days and, and just in past generations, they've been very structured and they've, they've like, it goes back to, you know, kind of getting out of your hometown, your comfort zone, right? Because you're always going to have teachers and parents and everybody pushing you in one direction. But like, hey, you need, to, you need to go to medical school. You need to be a doctor. You, you, need, to, you need to go do that. But rather, like, if, you're, if your son wants to start a marketing agency, like, support him. You know, it's like, let him know that it's like, hey, you need to provide for yourself. You need to do these things. But it's like, to, to really allow them to, like, explore their options. And, and you know, if they want to be entrepreneurial, like, that, that's the time to do it. It's, it's not, you know, learn, you know, just... You can start at any age, right? I mean, you yeah. look at like Gary Vee didn't, you know, he was working in a wine store and then in his 
30s is when he started to, you know, start VaynerMedia and all these different businesses. Or he was saying 30s is old. I think, I think he just said 34 is old is what I just heard. No, not not <laughs> even, not even. But like, but some people may think that 34 is old. But in reality, it's yeah. like you you can you can start whenever. But if we're talking about for like a kid, it's like that's the best time to to really do yeah. it, you know, and, and support them in that journey and, and allow them to know that like there's more than just college, right? Like you don't just have to to, to go the the college job family, right? Yeah. Don't settle for mediocrity just because everyone, you know, society's trained us that way. Dude, that should be inspirational for everybody out there, uh, no matter what your uh, your background is. Okay, uh, I got one crazy question I want to ask you, and that is, what is one question that you wish people would ask you, but they never do? Or, put it differently, what is one question maybe you're, you're glad they don't ever ask you? Like, tell me some dirt on, uh, on James. One question that uh, I wish people asked me. Yeah, I wish people asked me. You know, more of kind of about like my uh, advice and perspective on like real self improvement and, and and dating advice, and especially in a, a generation that it's really hard to navigate. Um, I would say definitely that I think that I can provide a lot of value as far as like mindset, self improvement, and, and actually you know how to come, become a better version of yourself. I love it. So it's not just about business. It's all about absolutely being a better not. human yeah. being. Yeah, absolutely. And that's, uh, you know, another common, a great piece of advice is that if you're not happy outside of your business life, like it's not going to work. You know, we interviewed someone who I asked him, what was the best financial decision that you ever made? And he was with his wife and he said, marry this woman right here. And I was like, actually, and, and, and I was like, you know, and he, and he said, yeah. And I said, like, what's the importance kind of of like marrying the right person? He's like, well, that's what he said. If you're not happy, you know, in your in your personal life, right, with those relationships mm-hmm. and everything, you're, you're going to be dreadful, you know, in everything that you do. That is so true. I've met so many rich people who have a miserable personal life. And, yeah. and uh, I've also known many people with or without money have great life because of, of their well-rounded individuals. So right. awesome. Thanks for sharing. All right. Where can we find more about, about you and School of Hard Knocks? Absolutely. So you can find us at the School of Hard Knocks across Instagram, TikTok, Facebook, and YouTube. You'll find us everywhere. So we're creating content every single day. And also, if you're a big entrepreneur out there and need help creating content, you don't know where to get started on social media, reach out to us, send us a DM at the School of Hard Knocks, or you can email school of hard knocks info at gmail.com thanks so much man uh, on that on that note we're gonna wrap this puppy up uh go like and subscribe uh, subscribe on youtube or go check us out on any of your podcast channels uh, uh apple spotify whatever james <laughs> thanks so much for joining me today i really appreciate it what, love what you're doing to inspire the next generation absolutely of entrepreneurs. yeah thank you so much for having yeah. me Kurt. you bet enjoyed man. it you bet if you're an entrepreneur and you think you might have outgrown a member of your team or maybe you've got a mic as we talked about in who's your mic check out this quiz at who's your slash quiz That's who's your mic.com slash quiz.